Well, partner, we got another podcast, um, another episode of what we're doing, um, helping the community, uh, partnership with the community for our police department, and we got a special guest that we usually do first of the year, every year, and now uh, for the last three years, and uh, we got a special guest going to talk to us about what's going on in our police department and throughout the partnerships that we have with our police department. Yes, yeah, so today we have Colonel Jeffrey Katz as our guest on the podcast. And also was significant, not only is it the first of the year, but right. this is his five-year anniversary. Yes, yes. Um, which we just found out. Wood was the gift. <laughs> we want to know for, about that five-year wood. What's the wood gift Yeah, we don't that know, you get for five years? But we'll get to that later. Today's his five-year, not today, but this <laughs> month is his fifth year in the Chesterfield County Police Department. So yes. we thought we would bring him back to uh, just have a general conversation like we always do. Colonel yeah. Katz. Hey, well, thank you very much, and uh, I hope that the... Uh, administration of the wood gift isn't a club to the back of the head as I walk out the room. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> uh, it's, it's really great to be with you guys today. Um, and uh, wow, five years it went by so yes, fast. Right? Yes. Yeah. So we've had a lot of changes in the police department in the five years during your tenure. If you want to discuss some of your successes. What is, what, I mean, there's a litany. I, I think one of, the, one of my favorite has been when we all became certified with the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children. Yes. That's mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. I know I was recently out, and someone asked me, does yes. Chesterfield have more people missing or runaways <laughs> or kids than, than other departments in the metro area? And right. I was like, no, we tend to put that out through our media relations and um, social media and stuff like that. But I know we've had changes in uniforms. We've had salary increases. We have the PSA program. Right. We have... Uh, reinvented our, uh, reimagined our lateral program, our wellness program. Yep. Um, but what do you think are some of the biggest successes you've had? Well, you know, for me, uh, I think the, the greatest success we've had as a department really has to do with the relationships that we've built, um, the networking that we've done, and, and frankly, defining um, why we exist. Right. You know, who we are, what we're about. And trying to provide clarity to our workforce so that our staff all know how they can, with their own individual passions, you know, contribute to advancing the agency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, one of the things that we did as well as we, we answered some key questions and created this uh, executive team playbook, uh, departmental playbook. Um, and uh, so uh, if I could, I'd like to share with you oh, yeah. um, some of these questions and some of the answers. And... Um, you know, if I'm doing my job well, if our command staff's doing the job well, this isn't the first time you will hear this stuff, but it's been said you've got to say the same thing about seven times before Put people start to identify it. Right, right. Um, you know, and it's funny, uh, Patrick Lencioni, who is uh, one of my favorite authors, um, he tells a story about um, a husband and a wife, and the, you know, the wife says to the husband, hey, how, you know, how come you don't tell me you love me anymore? Okay. And the husband, you know, his, his response is, well, you know, I told you the day we got married, and if it changes, I'll let you know. And uh, it's a terrible story, <laughs> right, if you think about it. But, but it underscores a principle, and that principle is if it's something that matters, it merits repeating. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 So when it comes to leadership, it comes to, um, you know, buy-in in the organization, cultivating a culture, um, it's important to say I love you a lot, mm-hmm. you know, in, in many ways. In, in some respects, to actually say I love you. Right. Because love is, in my opinion, uh, the most powerful force exactly. uh, in humanity. Right. right. You think about what you do for the people that you love. Right. Right. Um, 
you do anything for them. Yep. And, uh, and sometimes we're called to do things that are so difficult, so challenging, so taxing, vexing, that um, love is really the only motivation that can get you through it and get you through it well, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And we don't talk about love a lot in organizations because we're worried it's going to send us to human resources. It'll make you feel a little (laughs) vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? We're strongest when we're vulnerable, when we're real and we're authentic. So, um, so talk to you a little bit about why we exist. Obviously, we call it our four Ps, uh, preserve human life, mm-hmm. protect the vulnerable, establish problem-solving partnerships, and personnel, um, you know, attracting, developing, retaining top-tier talent, right. right? And when we talk about top-tier talent, we're talking about, you know, people that are um, humble, uh, they're hungry and they're smart. Those are the three attributes we're looking for in new recruits, mm-hmm. in promotions, uh, appointment to command staff, everything. Those are the three characteristics that we want everybody to have. So it's pretty clear, like if you know uh, why we exist and what we're looking for in staff, you know, you, you've kind of got the, the answer sheet, right, to the test. Now it's just a matter of like applying yourself. Exactly. There's, there's no yeah. mystery. Right, exactly. Right? Um, you know, what What do we do? We serve, protect, and lead, you know? Um, how will we succeed? Together, right? Again, that interdependency, that's so important. Um, you know, we've defined every year um, a series of goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're measurable goals, um, and we look to see, you know, did we achieve those goals? And if we didn't achieve those goals, you know, ultimately I'm responsible if we don't achieve the goal. Um, then we revisit it and determine whether or not we want to take up the goal the next year, mm-hmm. you know? So we're, you know, we're persistent and tenacious. I think that's important. And then, you know, who must do what? We must be dependable and depend on one another. Right. 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 Again, interdependency. You see a common thread here, right? Be a good human being, be values-based, um, carry your weight, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and contribute to the mission. And if you do that, you get along just fine. Right. Yeah. That's a success. Yeah. So where do we go with the four Ps in your future? You've had five years to develop your four Ps, uh, a good command staff, executive staff. Mm-hmm. What do you see your future leadership-wise? Well, you know, the thing is, I, I don't think that these four Ps that we have here are really dissimilar to, you know, what what policing is about, mm-hmm. uh, no matter where you go. Right. Right? Uh, I think we have a little bit more of an emphasis on the personnel piece, you know, last year we brought in our leadership development training coordinator um, who was responsible for all the uh, executive development um, uh, for the FBI. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that was, I think, a huge uh, recruitment opportunity for us. Uh, talk about, you know, recruiting top-tier talent and then developing staff, you know, helping to multiply, um, you know, this, uh, this, the, the competencies from that position. I think that's going to be, that's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, we were the first one in the region to establish a, uh, you know, a pay plan, right. a military yeah. style mm-hmm. pay oh, plan yeah. with time and grade so that people can kind of forecast where they're going to be. Mm-hmm. And that's so important. You know, when you have a young family yeah. and you're trying to determine, you know, can we afford to buy a house? Right. Can we afford to have children? You know, when, when can we plan these things? And of course, Life never goes as we exactly. plan it, but exactly. but there's so much chaotic stuff that our, our folks have to deal with every day. If it, if we can provide some measure of um, 
assurance as to where things are going to be in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's a, that's a big deal. So we rely very heavily on that, that fourth tier, that, you know, that personnel tier. And I think that's the differentiating factor for our agency. Right. Because we, we go out a lot in, in force recruiting and we hear from other departments of the things that you're doing, very respectful um, in, in how you are carrying the, the, the load for the police department along with your staff, administration and all. But the officers that come to us, they actually talk about, man, y'all doing it right. I mean, you got the pay scale, you have the community in partnership and you got a colonel that backs you. And the so that, your social media presence. And your social media presence. We that, hear that everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, we can go from New York to Richmond down to Florida. Charlotte. And and, and Charlotte, especially Charlotte. So that's, 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 that gives us an advantage on how to recruit because it's already laid out for us. So what we ask now is in our talking to you, talking to staff, talking to administrative, what else is innovative enough to get us ahead or still be the top tier police department? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, one of the things that's important in leadership is to read the operational environment, right? What's, you know, what, what challenges are in the future? And, you know, how do we have to pivot our traditional operations to be responsive to the future? You know, one of the things that I'm, I'm really proud of uh, that we've done over the last five years is double the size of our special victims unit. Mm -hmm. uh, so when we talk about protecting the vulnerable, you know, we now have a dedicated human trafficking uh, person to do education. We have somebody to assist with, uh, you know, crimes against the elderly. Uh, we have an aging population and, you know, the, the increase of capacity in that area, I think is important to be responsive to the needs mm -hmm. of, the, uh, of the community. And, you know, certainly I think as we you know, we maintain a, uh, a customer satisfaction rating of about 92% mm -hmm. with our spider tech technology that we instituted a couple of years ago. And of course, this year, our goal is to increase customer satisfaction at 95%. And we're doing so because we are instituting uh, what I like to refer to us as the Ritz-Carlton of police departments. Mm -hmm. And you know, what that means is when we show up to somebody on their worst day when they've called 911, you know, my, my charge to every member of this department and something that, you know, I want to do personally is make sure that, you know, when we engage folks that mm -hmm. they feel as though they are the most important what person thing? in our world in that moment because they are, right. Right? right? Because we recognize what an honor it is to be entrusted with the ability to come to someone's aid mm -hmm. um, when they need help. Right. right. That's an honor. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I've done some, some reading about Ritz-Carlton. One of our captains, Steve Grahowski, actually shared a, a book with me called Excellence Wins. And it, it's written by a guy who founded uh, the Ritz-Carlton. And, you know, his premise is ladies and gentlemen serving Sir, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. That's right. And, uh, you know, so I, I think you're going to see a, a significant increase in the emphasis of customer service in the next couple of years. We have a wonderful community. They deserve the very best right. police department possible. And my goal is that, you know, with a government agency, you never have a choice who comes when you call 911. Right. But if our community had a choice, I'd want them to choose us. Mm -hmm. And I want us to perform uh, with every call as if our customers had a choice. Mm -hmm. All right. right. And, uh, and I think that's important. Well, I know you said we increased special victims. I know last year, or this is 2020, 2021. We did four operations, um, uh, sex operations, sexting operations. Last mm -hmm. year, you in, you double that, mm -hmm. I believe, to eight. 
Um, I'm not sure how many they actually did, but I know it was a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of successful arrests. Where are we looking at with special victims now? I think we're doing a good job. We just recently we- had the special victims, human trafficking people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on um, on the uh, podcast, and they did a really good job of explaining how parents can help themselves. Are you looking to expand other units or... I mean, I know you got a lot going on because we're building a new station mm-hmm. at some mm-hmm. point. I, I know that's in the works. Yeah. So actually, we're actually building four new stations, and uh, we're going to put one in each district. And, you know, to credit, I talked to our county administrator uh, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, Joe Casey, and uh, <laughs> a great guy. Uh, have you had him on the podcast yes. yet? Yes. yes. Yeah. Great guy. So, uh, you know, and I said, hey, you know, you got to stop sticking our police officers in, in – um, you know, old barbecue restaurants. I said, they don't make good police stations, you know? And he kind of gave me that little sideways grin he's got, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, and he's mm-hmm. like, well, they don't make good barbecue restaurants apparently either. You know? <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, the, county's, uh, the county is uh, investing in the police department. The, you know, the, uh, the, our community passed the bond referendum that uh, will provide the capital for us to build these police stations, uh, as well as some other uh, county infrastructure and, uh, yeah, so we're going to be building these stations, and I'm pretty excited about that. I did not know that. I knew it was yeah. one. I didn't know four. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the first one we're building is on Midlothian Turnpike up there by Chippenham uh, right. at the, near the city line. Okay. And then we'll be, uh, we'll be doing the, uh, the Swift Creek one um, and then the other two. So, uh, you know, over the course of the next, uh, I'd say, five or six years, yep. you'll, see, uh, you'll see new buildings coming up. And one of the neat things about these is we decided that we're going to make each each police district station uh, a specialty station of sorts. Okay. Um, so we might have one that houses, say, uh, our uh, full-time ERT and, um, uh, you know, uh, maybe traffic. Mm-hmm. We might have another one that's a, a canine specialty right. facility. It might have a obstacle course and training center and, you know, outside kennel or something wow. like that. Um, yeah, so we're going we're gonna, to... Um, each of the district stations are going to also serve as a specialty right. center. But I, I like to talk a little bit about the PSA program. Mm-hmm. That has been one of the most successful programs that I have uh, witnessed in, in the police department and bringing in younger people. So we are going to some of the schools, talking to them about that, some of the local colleges here, talking to them about that. What do you see that, that do you see them being involved more in law enforcement in the day-to-day operation? I know their times have changed. They're working on the weekends now. Mm-hmm. Can you see that expanding even more? Yeah, you know, and i got to cr- give credit to our you know, community and our workforce because when, uh, you know, we first launched the idea of the PSA program, you know, police officers being police officers, being protective, right? The, the overall sentiment was, you know, we... You know, I don't know if this is going to help us because we've got to, we've got to keep our PSA safe, mm-hmm. right? So we're going to have to follow them around, and we're yeah. going to have to, you know. And uh, you know, I started my career as a police cadet, transitioning into a police service aide. So you know, I, you know, I did the job. I understand the job, and I understand, you know, well, there's inherent risk to anything, exactly. right? right? Anything, exactly. just driving down the street, right? Drive down Chippenham, and you know, take your life in your own hands. Um, but I know that the police service aid program has a great deal of value, mm-hmm. a, a, a strong upside, because it gives us the ability to reach, you know, kids that are high school students, um, you know, and if they're not traditional college-bound students, and less and less kids today are right, traditional exactly. college-bound students, 
you know, we can offer them a career. I don't know. I think the starting salary for a police service they found is like forty five thousand right. a year exactly. or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, so we can offer them a foot in the door. They can learn a little bit about uh, policing. They can learn a little bit about Chesterfield County as a department. They can learn our systems, our geography, our radio, a lot of the things that you know sometimes, frankly, new recruits struggle with. Right. And get those uh, our, our report systems, and they can kind of get some experience doing that. And then if they like it and they do well, mm-hmm. um, you know, we can offer them an appointment to the sure. academy and we can see them transition. And at this point, we've had 13 police service aides transition to become wow. police officers. Right. Wow. You think about that, that's a squad. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, that's cultivating homegrown talent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there's some there's some real value, I think, in, you know, it's nowadays with some of the, the narratives out there and some mm-hmm. of the people that are trying to, you know, uh, monetize outrage exactly. and that kind of stuff, you know, people don't want to, good people don't want to be put in a position where they're called names mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. made to feel bad about what they do. Right. Right. Um, so this is an opportunity to say, hey, look, maybe you don't want to be a police officer right now. You're unsure. Yep. You know, try the police service aid program. Test it out. If right. you like it, which you it's will. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because we haven't had anybody that's come into the police service aid program and said, I don't, this, uh, is, right. this is terrible. Right. right? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. And, and I talked to a bunch of them last summer when the raises went up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was like a $10,000 raise for them. Mm-hmm. At 18 and 19 years old, they were right. really, I'm 53 and I was happy with a $10,000 oh, yeah. raise. Oh, exactly, right. exactly. They were ecstatic about it. Right. They, they really were. Yeah. And, you know, I've talked to a bunch of them, and they, and they really like, like the position. Yeah. I, and I they're treated well by the officers. Exactly, exactly. Well, exactly. The, one, you know, the one thing I'll say is, you know, we've got a phenomenal community. I yeah. mean, oh, the yeah. very best Next community question. I've ever lived in. Um, we've got strong elected officials and mm-hmm. strong county administration, and they give us the ceiling that's necessary to, to, to do it right, right, to be our all, right? And they are... Uh, you know they're supportive, and our community is supportive. Right. And you know, I think I think it was Bobby Kennedy that said that the that the uh, that you know communities get the police that they expect or exactly. they de- demand mm-hmm, or they mm-hmm, deserve mm-hmm. or something of that nature. Maybe. Yep. And the truth is, we have the best community, and so our community deserves the best police department. I agree. I agree. Now, with leadership development, Colonel, we know that people get a formal education. You're the chief of police. What do you do to keep up with your leadership skills? Uh, well, I constantly... Outside of coming and talking to Daryl about it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I constantly, I'm constantly reading. Yes. Um, you know, I, I do uh, guest lectures at the FBI National Academy, uh, which, of course, you know, when you're, when you're presenting, you're also learning. So, right. you know, off, often I'll have, you know, 25 or 30 law enforcement, senior law enforcement executives from around the world uh, in a class. And so you when, attended and completed that course yourself. I did. I yeah. did. Um, this last year, um, I graduated from the FBI's uh, National Executive Institute, which mm-hmm. was a, um, that's that's a program that's been around since the 1970s. Um, and they've had about, I think they've had like 1,500 people graduate from it. Wow, that's not um, a lot. No, uh, it's open to chiefs and deputy chiefs of the largest police departments in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, 500 plus officers, 250,000 people that you uh, you have to, to, to serve, which of course we eclipsed that. Um, and part of that program was a three-week program. Part of that program was traveling to police Scotland, mm-hmm. um, going to the Scottish Police Academy, which is actually in a castle. 
Oh, wow. Um, wow. And then really learning about the Pelian reform, something that I've talked about before, I'm a big fan of. That mm-hmm. is the, you know, that is the father of modern policing. And, um, and so, you know, it was pretty neat to actually go there and mm-hmm. learn more about that. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I believe, uh, you know, podcasts, reading, writing, researching, um, I'm always, always trying to soak up new knowledge, new information, um, and I'm never satisfied with where we are. Right, good. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, as long as I'm here, which I have no plans of going anywhere, as long as I'm here, I'm going to keep pushing and stretching and moving forward because yeah, that's I, what we do. Well, it's I, nice to hear you say yeah, you're not going yeah, anywhere because right. we probably get asked that all the time. All the time. All is the Colonel leaving? Where's he going? I know he's going to go to is a larger somewhere? department. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. I yeah. have no idea. I am working myself. I don't ask him what he's doing. <laughs> but people ask. And it's right. good to hear you going to stay. I mean, it's yeah. a great community. It's a great department to, to police in. Because you, you became the president of the Chief Association, I think? Yes. This yes. year? Mm-hmm. Well, this past year. Congratulations mm-hmm. on that. And, yes. and we do get those. those well, Virginia Chiefs of Police. Virginia Chief. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that's good. That's real good. But, again, I, I always get in before we, you know, have to leave is what do you see the future? for us in, in Chesterfield County Police Department? Well, I can't say specifically other than I can tell you that it's going to be innovative. Okay. It's going to be bold. It's going to be based on, you know, the, our four Ps, right? Um, but as as the environment changes, as the community changes, and I, wanna, I don't want to freak anybody out when I say this, but, you know, recently I was having a, a strategic uh, discussion with some folks about alignment of resources, right? right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the days of somebody breaking into your house and taking your color television set out of your living room and then going to pawn it at the corner store, those days are pretty much over. over exactly. I mean, it happens, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. not with great frequency. What m- is more frequent now is someone sends you a phishing email mm-hmm. and then they break into your Bank of America account and they skim money off the top of your checking account, right? That's more uh, in line with what's happening now, what we expect in the future. So, you know, I look to see in the future uh, more of a, a cybercrime footprint, okay. Okay. right? You know, how do we work with uh, our federal partners? How do we work with, you know, our local businesses to help protect them against ransomware attacks, mm-hmm. fraud attacks, things like that? Um, you know, I think that's a new frontier. Yep. You know, of course, continuing to expand our, so, our special victims uh, operations and special victims work, advocating for those people. They are RSVU detectives. Our detectives in general. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Some of the best in the country. Yes. You hear it here first. I think we had 18 homicides last year in Chesterfield. Of course, four Four, of them were in the same incident, that Mm -hmm. horrific quadruple homicide. Um, But we made arrests in 100% of the homicides that occurred in Chesterfield last year. And what a credit to the investigative (sighs) staff, the forensic uh, folks, the communications folks, you know, people, people don't recognize, you know, we had, a, we had a communications operator on the phone with a victim while that victim was being murdered, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Right. What an impact yep. mm-hmm. that will make on that dispatcher for the rest of their lives, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So, you know, huge team effort. And then, of course, the work that we can do to help support the wellness, the mental health, um, you know, all of that to provide the healthiest workforce possible. Wow. I love our people. I want our people to have long, uh, prosperous lives after, after retirement. Exactly. exactly. And I don't want to take everything out of them while they're here serving. Right. 
Um, And the best way to do that is to emphasize wellness and health. Wow. So I know in the past we've talked about you run Mm -hmm. for Mm self-care. After five years of doing this, there's a lot of stressors, a lot of late-night phone calls. Things have changed Mm -hmm. since you started five years ago. What's your self-care go-to now? Well, it's funny you ask that because about uh, two, well, no, I guess it's about a year and a half ago, um, I had an opportunity to attend um, a facility called Boulder Crest um, up in Loudoun County. I did it as part of the VACP. Mm -hmm. They were looking for male chiefs, police executives to go and experience the program, to learn about it. We have strategically partnered with Boulder Crest. We are now the Central Virginia Boulder Crest Hub. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. So they've done a couple of Struggle Well classes mm-hmm. with us. They're going to continue. I took it last week. Oh, weeks. did you? Yeah. It was great. Excellent. Yeah. Um, and so one of the things that I did, uh, when I, what I learned there is I learned Transcendental Meditation, which, you know, I'll be honest, when wow. I first heard about TM, I was like, man, that's, you know, hippie <laughs> garbage. <laughs> you know, it's breathing. It's, you know, people have a lot of thoughts right. and biases about it. But I had this guy named Rusty who was this former Army Ranger who stood about six foot five with a big white beard and mm-hmm. a deep voice. And he's like, we're going to learn TM. And, of course, I'm like, all right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, and so, you know, I do that at least once a day. You're supposed to do it twice a day. Um, I do it usually first thing in the morning when mm-hmm. I wake up. A lot of times when I get home from work, I'll do it uh, there. That really centers me. Yep. And one of the other things I learned about that is I claim my mornings. I don't know what my afternoon is going to bring. I certainly don't know what my evening is going to bring. But between, you know, 4.30 and 7 in the morning, uh, it's a good time to do my meditation, to get my workout in. Um, you know, I, I, and I like to, you know, I like to run. I like to row. I like mm-hmm. to bike. Um, so there's, there are different things that I like to do to kind of mix it up. Um, but I claim my morning for me so that, you know, my cup is full. Yep. And then whatever the day brings, I can I can give the best of me to right. others. I like that. That's good. I, claim, I claim my morning. That's great. I'm gonna use that. I like that. Well, I mean, Chief, thank you. Thank you. Um, is it? I'm, it just it's good to hear that things are moving forward with the police department and law. And again, we talk yes. about that partnership with our police department and our community. And I love what I just heard. And I know our listeners are gonna love that as well. So great job. That's right. Thank great you. Job. Yeah, thanks thank for coming you. in. We know you got a busy schedule. We'd just like to remind our listeners that we are hiring police officers, lateral police officers, out-of-state lateral police officers, as well as police service aides. You can simply go to joinccpd.org. That's joinccpd.org. Or now, a new method we have as of January 1. Yes. You can just text joinccpd to 804-656-5824. That phone number again is 804-656-5824. Five eight two four. We'll get you started on that path to becoming a Chesterfield County employee. Awesome, awesome partner. I appreciate it. And again, thank you, Colonel. Thank you. And uh, and we look forward to the next time we have our our, our podcast. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, partner.